Hi guys, welcome back to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. Today I am going to be speaking to you about five obstacles or five hurdles we need to overcome in, in order to achieve Ananda bliss, uh, what Ananda is the Sanskrit word for bliss, um, to achieve Kavalya, which is independence, or to achieve liberation, which is moksha. So I'm going to speak to you about these five obstacles according to Pantanjali in the Yoga Sutras. And why I want to speak about these five obstacles, these five hurdles, is because they are so important to our daily living and so important to how we grow in this lifetime. So not only am I going to speak to you about the five kleshas, they're called kleshas, these obstacles, I'm going to also speak to you about a food or an herb or a vegetable or fruit that can help us with overcoming these obstacles. And I'm going to speak to you a little bit about my favorite goddess of learning, Saraswati. So with that being said, you're listening to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. My website is atawithalice.com. Ata is A-T-H-A with Alice.com. Ata means right here, right now. And right here, right now, I'm going to speak to you about these five obstacles or hurdles we need to overcome in our lifetimes according to Pantanjali in the Yoga Sutras, a sacred scripture written a couple thousand years ago. So the first obstacle, according to Pantanjali, that we need to overcome is avidya. And avidya means ignorance. So ignorance, um, well, you know, we could be discontent, annoyed, disagree, um, you know, we could have discomfort, we can criticize, we could judge, but what I'm saying is intelligence, ignorance is dangerous. It's, um, it causes wars. Just because somebody doesn't have an IQ of 170 or doesn't get great grades in school or is constantly daydreaming or whatever, that doesn't mean that they are ignorant. I am constantly getting um, bombarded uh, over the years throughout my lifetime about my accent, that my New York, um, Long Island Jewish accent makes me sound a little ignorant, just like some people may make, make fun of like somebody with a Southern drawl or something else. So just because I don't speak like a, like a, you know, standard American accent doesn't mean that I don't have the intelligence or the wherewithal to keep exploring and to keep um, studying something to understand something bigger than myself or to understand a new language or a new history or some whatever it is whatever you whatever we're passionate about whatever we are really hungry for and willing to learn we can learn I truly believe that even those of us who may not have had straight A's in school or that high IQ we are open to change and open to learning so we can overcome Avidya. Avidya means no vision. And if we have a vision, we can overcome anything like in terms of the unlearned. Um, you know, if you have a vision and you have a passion, 
basically you can learn everything. If you have the drive, you can learn it. Now my, one of my yoga teachers, Philip, he uses the fingers to basically describe the kleshas, these five obstacles. And he uses the thumb for avidya, no vision. And what does the thumb do? It pushes stuff down. So no vision pushes us down, pushes everything down. So that's what I'm saying about just not being open. If we lift the thumb, stuff can sprout. If we lift ourselves up enough to be open to learning something new. Um, like I said earlier, um, ignorance causes wars. You know, people fight over land and they don't understand who maybe owned it first and blah, blah, blah. And we, we see it all over the world. People fight over money. People fight over all these things when if we're just willing to look at all different sides of things, you know, to help us basically, you know, we have to have the intelligence not only to um, learn and, and kind of see all sides of things, but the intelligence for survival. Um, and chaga, chaga is a, is a mushroom that has the intelligence of survival. There's a quote in Anthony Williams' book, and, and he says, basically, Chaga possesses patience and intelligence of survival, knowing that if it's, knowing that if its host tree goes down, it does too. We can all learn about loyalty from this wild food. If you believe in someone or something, Chaga teaches not to let go. To help our loved ones survive and thrive, we must do the same. When a situation warrants it, go all in and meditate on Chaga's nature to support you like the Chaga tree, rela Chaga tree relationship. We must all stay strong for each other and for the greater good. So, um, you know, just like the Chaga, it, it, you know, it lives in harmony with the trees, but it, it, it has the relationship so it's, we stay strong for each other. And so when I, when I talk about intelligence or no vision, no vision, we're like shut down. Our, we, we don't even want to check out the other person's point of view. So avidya is no vision. Intelligence, it just does not, it, it doesn't mean that we're stupid. It doesn't, I mean, intelligence doesn't mean that you have to be the smartest one in the class. You don't have to be the best at what you do. You just have to have a vision and a passion and be open to learning something new. Now, the second one, the second obstacle we need to overcome, according to Pantanjali, is the ego. That is asmita. Asmita, so the ego is asmita. And asmita, the ego, according to Philip, is represented by the pointer finger. And what does the pointed finger do? It points. So just like somebody with, you know, an unhealthy ego, they point the finger at everybody else. It's always everybody else's problem. Oh, I lost that job because so-and-so was an idiot, blah, 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 blah. Nobody liked me. They told me I was this or I was that. They told me I, I had this thing going on. And you know what? If, if, if something repeats itself in your lifetime where you're constantly losing jobs or somebody may be telling you something about yourself and that you're totally closed off from hearing all of the, the feedback you're getting, well, then your ego maybe needs to be checked. 
because it's the healthy ego. Now, granted, you know, we want to crush the ego, but we do need to have a healthy ego in order to work and, and move forward um, and have self-esteem. But we cannot let the ego take control because the ego is full of shit. I mean, it, it really, we need to keep everything in check that we don't, we can't be just thinking that everything we do is right and everybody else's opinion or everybody else's, you know, nonsense is wrong. So the ego needs to be put in check according to Pantanjali. And it's not everybody else's thing. It's, it's ours. And so we just need to be able to basically shut it down and be willing to take, uh, you know, healthy criticism, be able to take what people may give us as suggestions in order to be better and not, not take it so personally. Um, and the next one, oh, I did want to tell you about the food, the food that I would talk about to help us with getting our egos in check. Well, pomegranates help us with impatience. So a pomegranate is a really good food to help with impatience. And those usually with an unhealthy ego are impatient. Um, but cat's claw, cat's claw, according to Anthony William, he says cat's claw is the holy grail of health. But if you Play the blame game. Now, cat's claw, cat's claw is, uh, uh, you know, it's an herb. It, it could be a tincture. Um, it, it, could be, it could be given to us in many different ways. And basically, cat's claw teaches us to reevaluate. Um, have you ever underestimated, say, a person, uh, a resource, uh, an object, or an opportunity, and then realized in hindsight that you passed up the gift of a lifetime? Basically, Cat's Claw teaches us um, that sometimes what we seek is within our reach. We just need to have the presence of mind to recognize those everyday miracles that have made uh, their way to us so we can seize them. So in terms of the ego and Cat's Claw, to, to reevaluate, I mean, I've had, I've had um, opportunities where, say, I, I've been an actress for many years, and I, you know, I have really been... Um, very um, conscious of what other people think. So I've gone on auditions where I've absolutely had total fails because I was so worried about what, what I was doing or I got too nervous and I blew the audition. But there's been times when I look back on some of these auditions or some of these times when somebody has said something to me and I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And so I didn't come up with the correct response um, and thought to myself, you know, shit, if I had just said what came to me naturally and wasn't afraid of taking a risk, that I would have probably done the right thing. But I was so self-conscious of maybe making a mistake or seeming so out of the box. So Cat's Law teaches us, again, to, you know, what we seek is within reach we just have to have the presence of mind to recognize those miracles that have made their way to us so we can seize them. So the ego, it basically, we need to keep it in check, but we also need to go after what we want, but kindly, kindly, and listen to those who maybe have done some things before who may have suggestions. I'm not saying listen to everything they say. We, I, won, I, owned, I owned a cafe at one point. 
in a business building with my husband and people would come in all the time and be like, you know what you should do? You know what you should do? <laughs> Every day somebody came in, you know what you should do? Yeah. You know what you should do? Shut the fuck up. Like, I mean, it, it was nonstop. I mean, it was nonstop. So yeah, you should take what, not that I said that to anybody, but you should take what people have to say with a grain of salt. But if something is constantly going wrong in our lives, and people have suggestions, well, maybe that you should start to take some of that um, feedback and take it to heart. So that's what I want to talk about, the ego, the pointer finger. I talked to, talked to you a little bit about how to keep that ego in check. The next one, the next obstacle or hurdle we need to overcome is attachments. Attachments. Um, so that... Um, the attachments, what could I say? So we, th the attachments is the middle finger. So what do I say about the middle fingers? That's basically what we can give our attachments. We become attached to people. We become attached to cars, to clothing, to our stuff, our homes, our neighborhoods, you name it, we become attached to it. That car that makes you so happy today is not going to make you that happy in 10 or 15, 20 years from now. Or that, you know, TV set that you're so blown out to get, you know, that the hottest new LED, blah, blah, smart TV, whatever it is, is not going to make you that happy in 15 years from now, if the thing even works. Um, everything is impermanent. Um, so, oh, and attachments in Sanskrit is called ragas. So, the middle finger ragas attachments, how we should realize that everything is impermanent. We come in alone, we go out alone. So that everything we have is basically impermanent. The chair you're sitting in, whatever, this body, this mind. The only thing according to Pantanjali that is real is the soul that resides within us. It's the only thing that he says is going to go on and on and on into many lifetimes and many bodies, blah, blah, blah. So what the point of my, my middle finger and the attachment is, the attachments are don't get so attached to all of the stuff and everything, every idea, every, every possible thing you can become attached to that we need to learn that everything's impermanent and you know we can't take it with us. So, um, the food, according to the attachments, you know, um, basically, um, leafy greens help us get rid of toxic buildup, freeing experience, recognize what's in front of us. So according to Anthony William, and these, all the foods I'm stating are from Anthony Williams, uh, foods, foods that heal. And leafy greens help us to get rid of the toxic buildup. So anything that helps to rid the body so that it doesn't stay attached. Another really great thing that helps to rid the body of um, things is uh, of heavy metals is dulse flakes. Dulse flakes help, to help us to get rid of heavy metals. Um, amazing. And help also for those people who may undergo radiation or uh, from x-rays or from radiation from other things that dulse flakes help us to purge the body of these things. So again, getting rid of toxic buildup. I say leafy greens. I say dulse flakes. Great, great, great. So the next thing, the next obstacle 
it is called devatia, hatreds, dislikes. So when people take our stuff away, those attachments, we become angry. Yeah, pissed, dislikes, hatreds, that's the ring finger. And the ring finger that gets the wedding band and the engagement ring. We've all seen amazing, beautiful marriages end in bitter, ugly divorces. So again, not holding on to the anger, to purge the anger. Onions, by the way, help to purge anger and loosen resentment. But, um, you know, hatreds, uh, aversions, dislikes. Um, yeah, I have many. Granted, this we are listening to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. So let's talk about dislikes, aversions. There are so many things that get me annoyed. There are so many things that piss me off. I could stay here from now to tomorrow to list them. But what I have learned is that I have to do something in order to help keep those dislikes, aversions, and hatreds in check. And so what I do is I practice yoga, this spiritual science. Um, I practice meditation. I practice chanting. I practice exercising. So you don't have to do yoga. You want to go punch a punching bag. You want to go punch something that's healthy. You know, go burn it off in the gym. Go, you know, lift weights. Go for a walk out in nature. Go hang out in the woods. Go stargaze and do whatever you have to do. Go to the beach. Whatever it is that helps you to decompress, to get rid of the anger, the dislikes, the aversions to whatever it is that gets under your skin. I'm using this podcast to express to you what gets under my skin. Um, so, um, and you know, another, uh, so I talked about a little bit about onions helping to purge anger. Um, and another really amazing um, food that also can help us purge anger, well, um, is for me, I want to talk about rose hips. Um, so if you've ever felt like you were under like a psychic attack or have negative opinions affect your state of mind, Anthony says, rose hips are critical to protect you against of this sort of ill will. Uh, whether people are upset that you're pursuing natural approaches. Um, so like say you went breastfeeding or had natural childbirth. So I practice being a vegan. I practice taking herbs and minerals and vitamins. And, uh, you know, I don't really go to doctors very frequently, much at all. So, yeah, I've had plenty of people say to me, you're fucking crazy, Alice. Like, what do you think? Like, I feel great and I do my thing. But yeah, there are those people who are upset with the fact that I live my life this natural way. And that's okay. Um, what I'm saying is if we bring rose hips into our life, according to Anthony, he says we could block out the naysayers so we can pursue our own path. Um, and, you know, the interesting part in the spiritual lesson that he speaks about in his, in his uh, book for life-changing foods, he says rose hips, right? The spiritual lesson. Getting older isn't a reason to mourn our younger years are, are just the beginning. As we age and our experience grows, we gain our real value. Fruitful wisdom that we can share 
and use to nourish each other. What else in your life are you writing off as an end when really it's a beginning? So rose hips for, I mean, just so that you don't feel like you're under psychic attack and that you're able to let go of the anger. Um, I think it's, it's a huge lesson for us. And I, I feel like there are, especially today with everything that's going on in our world, I mean, viruses, wars, people, you know, it's my way or the highway. I don't like, I don't like, you know, this political party. I don't like that political party. It doesn't mean you could go around killing people, maiming people, breaking into places. I mean, it's really important that we keep that anger in check and whatever you have to do. I mean, this is really, this is not just, you know, dislikes and aversions. This is serious business. These five obstacles, these five hurdles, are so, so important to our daily lives and where we go from here. I mean, I know some of you don't believe in reincarnation and the soul lives on, but I do. And I truly believe we are here, right here, right now, to do something to heal ourselves and heal this planet. And so if we could heal ourselves by letting go of the aversions and the dislikes and the anger, we're sure going to be able to do something brilliant to heal other people. Um, and, and also, like I said earlier, the, you know, ignorance, releasing, you know, learning something new, the ego, you know, letting go of blaming other people, not being attached to our crap, and that dislikes and aversions, which leads me to the pinky finger, Abini Vaishya. Abini Vaishya is clinging to bodily life or fear of death. Okay, so um, let's talk a little bit about that pathetic little pinky that hangs on for dear life. We all know somebody who's terrified of dying or that has fear so crippling that in order to go for an interview or for a new job, it, it, it basically, I mean, they go into a panic anxiety state. Fear is, I mean, there's nothing to fear. You know, this, there's a book called um, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. It's like we just need to keep moving ahead and keep moving out of our comfort zone. Um, according to Anthony William in his um, Healing Foods book, he talks about the wild blueberry. And he says on an emotional level, on an emotional level, Wild blueberries have inspiration to offer us than even the best motivational speakers on the planet because they mend us on an emotional level. Wild blueberries strengthen the very fabric of who we are so that we won't be so, sus so susceptible to punishment, rejection, scorn, humiliation, devastation, degradation. If you struggled with feeling criticized, depreciated, discredited, mistreated, and neglected, this is the holy healing food for you. Um, on a spiritual lesson, he says, I'm sure everyone in, our, in this lifetime has experienced um, something that leveled us, something that, was, whether an illness or a troubled relationship or a tra tragic event that brought us to our knees and practically annihilated the sense of self. Wild blueberries understand what you've been through. They know who you are, the damages you've dealt with, and how to help you rise again. 
and this is all from his book I'm reading to you from this book right now. Native Americans observed early on that when wildfires occurred, the only thing that would grow in its path afterward were wild blueberry plants. In fact, they would come back stronger and healthier than ever before. This is the source of the wild blueberry's power. Not only can it rise from the ashes, it uses those ashes to its benefit. So that's one thing about the wild blueberry. And then at the very end, and then he goes on for a couple more paragraphs, but at the very end, he says, when we are striving for anything, when you want to live a life of bounty and blessings, turn to the wild blueberries and watch the magic happen. So in, according to, um, you know, uh, my little spiel about hanging on for dear life or, you know, fear, I think it's really important that we don't get, um, you know, too too fearful of, of you know, what's going to be. We, you know, all we could do is live for right here, right now. Um, and another food I want to just talk about for a moment is mangoes because mangoes help for manifestation. Because it's the new moon in Aries, I want to say this because new moon means new beginnings. And the new moon in Aries is really powerful because Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. So it's the first of the year, basically, for the zodiac when it's the new moon in Aries. So manifestation, that we should use mangoes to help us manifest what we want. Never underestimate the power of, you know, healing, prayer, chanting, foods, or, you know, the drive to change, not, you know, again, not being attached, you know, don't worry about what anybody else says, what, you know, I worked for um, a, a very wealthy family, a billionaire family at one point in my life. And I remember I hated, I hated the job. Uh, my husband and I worked uh, as uh, private chefs and he was the chef and I was basically the assistant chef, the baker, the prepper and the server. And it all looked really nice, but I was really unhappy. And I remember when I was quitting, I, you know, I gave notice. Everybody who worked for this family was like, you're crazy. This is the, you could, you could, you know, do this until you're ready to not work anymore. And I was like, I'm unhappy that we don't have to live our lives according to what society says is the right thing because you make a certain salary or, you know, if you're unhappy with what you're doing, you only have this moment right here, right now to make a change. I once left another job at, you know, I was a corporate uh, social worker and uh, for a health insurance plan in, in New York City. And I remember when I gave notice and I said I was going back to acting school, you know, the, the vice president was like, you're going to starve. You're going to be homeless. And I was like, I'm unhappy. I don't want to do this. So what my point being is that you don't have to listen to society to make you be the authentic you and do what makes you, what lights us up. It's so important that we do what lights us up and not let fear stop us. Not let fear or any, you know, hanging on or cling to the old ways of living, cling to the old ways of being, that just do what we love. Do what makes us happy and open up to more of life. We're, like I say, we're all here to heal ourselves, heal each other, heal the planet. 
And my favorite goddess is the goddess of learning, Saraswati. And she is, uh, her blessings are success in education, perfection of memory, enhanced intellectual ability, and mastery of musical instruments. They say um, the children in India, they would, you know, pray to Saraswati if they needed to help, uh, help them pass a test when they were going in to take a test. Um, Saraswati, she's not only the goddess of learning, but she, um, she was the uh, female consort of Brahma, who was the creator. And um, she would basically, you know, people would meditate on her to basically help them to remove the dullness of intellect. So getting back to the five obstacles and the fingers. The five obstacles, these five obstacles are called kleshas. And in order to get to ananda bliss, moksha liberation, kavalya, independence, we need to overcome ignorance, which is avidya, no vision. We need to overcome asmita, the ego. We need to overcome ragas, attachments. We need to overcome devasya, hatreds, dislikes, aversions. And we need to overcome fear, abhinivasya. So that's my spiel for today. You have been listening to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. My website is atawithalice.com, A-T-H-A withalice.com. Right here, right now, it's Alice signing off. Thanks for listening. See you next time.